Hi there. Well, today sees the launch of a brand new blog and podcast series for Art House Jersey called The A Word, Exploring Art with Words. It invites insights from artists, creators, and decision makers who are making the arts happen right here in Jersey and around the world. Now, the podcast kicks off today with me, Carrie Cooper, interviewing the Assistant Minister for Economic Development, Deputy Kirsten Morell. He's the man who's been given responsibility for arts and culture and heritage in the island. During the 20-minute conversation, Deputy Morell talks frankly about funding for arts and culture, the possibility of a cultural hub, and the importance of the new art strategy that he hopes to be completed later this year. We hope you find this one interesting. Be sure to follow the A-Word Exploring Art with Words on Spotify to be notified about upcoming podcasts. So, episode one, let's go. I begin by asking Deputy Morell how he's faring in this unique time in history we all find ourselves living in. Yeah, no, I'm well, thank you. It is it is a very strange time. In fact, I just had a gent round to mend the dishwasher and was talking to him about the kind of, you know, the restrictions and how the whole of the of 2020 has just been pushed sideways by, by the pandemic. And it's young people who I feel most sorry for in many ways. I think there's plenty of people to feel sorry for, but I, I really worry about young people and how this has affected them. I mean, I can't imagine being a teenager and being stuck in lockdown. It, it, you know, it must, it must have been awful. That's an age where you socialising is so important to people, young people's development. And to, to, to be stuck at home with just your parents, as my daughter was, um, it just is, isn't ideal. And you know, there, there's going to be there's going to be consequences in terms of societal consequences going forward, um, not just here, around the world. And you know, we, we know that recession will cause losses of jobs, things like this. And I, you know, for me, that's one of the reasons why culture and arts are just so important because they are part of the healing process in my view and on top of that they can play an important role in generating job job prospects and giving people different career opportunities and also just learning learning about innovation and thinking more freely which then allows you to create different opportunities which you wouldn't have thought of before so i'm hoping that you know as with every challenge there is there are opportunities but it's not just saying that i genuinely believe that if we use this as I don't like people saying resetting but rethinking the way forward then you know we can hopefully um for all those young people whose prospects perhaps aren't what they expected them to be um before this pandemic we will give them new opportunities and new new yeah new roles perhaps that they wouldn't have thought of before it must be so tricky, mustn't it? Especially when you're at that age of sort of 16 to, to 19, when you're trying to identify the, the path that you're going to take with your career and seemingly so many doors are closed. It just must be so difficult to see a, a clear way through a path which ordinarily has always been there for us. Absolutely. I mean, you think something as certain as exams, um, you know... <laughs> For every child that I've ever known, exams happen. That's what happens. And suddenly something as certain as that was pushed to the side. Excuse me, Carrie, I'm going to have to stop a sec because my wife just let the cat into the kitchen. And <laughs> she's meowing. So this is why I wanted to know it's going to be edited. One sec. <laughs> Perfect. Maybe my cat will join as well. Maybe. Sorry about that. <laughs> no problem at all. Thank you. Um, yes. And so uh, just to bring it around to just picking up, you were asking about different pathways and 
And so, yeah, basically, there's so much more uncertainty now about, you know, young people's futures. Um, that it, it's really important that from an island perspective, we try to offer as many different pathways as possible. As And I, I think that's really important just for the island in the 21st century. I, I don't, I think it's unlikely we'll be able to have one dominant industry in the same way as we have had in the past. And I don't just mean finance, you know, in the past we've had kind of fishing, we've had, we've had other things. Um, but it's always been one dominant industry. I'm not sure that's going to be quite as likely in the future. But the good side of that is it means people can try different things. It creates an entrepreneurial spirit. Mm. Tell us a little bit about, uh, and you don't have to give us the whole picture, but a bit about your role as Assistant Economic Development Minister and how that plays into arts and culture in the island. Yeah, well, I've, I've been given responsibility for arts and culture and heritage in the island. And that is primarily, there are two main parts of that. There's the policy aspect. So it's setting government policy to allow the culture arts and heritage sectors to flourish and to achieve what they need to do. So it's not telling people what to do. It's just setting policy so that they're they're able to thrive as different sectors. And then there's also the funding side to it, which, you know, government provides a certain amount of money. And thankfully, I'm really grateful for Deputy Tadia for his proposition that he brought to the States last last year or a year or so ago. to which the states agreed to, which was to provide 1% of um, government revenue for for the culture, arts and heritage sector. Um, That's vital for the first time in my lifetime. We've we've got money that we know will go into this sector. Um, There was a period, I'd have said about 15, 20 years ago, perhaps when I was in my 20s, when it seemed that kind of government had, was really leaving it up to private sponsorship to, to uh, you know, to finance um, the cultural arts and heritage sectors. In my view, that's not really enough, um, especially on a small island where, you know, at the end of the day, if you want to be uh, a successful artist, you would probably think of moving to a, a big city like London or New York or Berlin or somewhere. Jersey, you know, because that's where the market is, that's where the economy is that is supporting it. Jersey was, it's, it's difficult for Jersey, I can see, to have a standalone economy in that respect to support artists on it, on their own. And so resorting to just private funding, I, I think, was always too difficult. And the government has to, at least to create the foundations, has to step in with funding itself. So two main areas, the policy and funding. And then there's also championing. And that's very much why I'm here today, is because I want to champion culture and the arts. And, it's, you know, um, people need to stand up and remind people how important they are, especially at a time when the kind of science, technology and engineering subjects are are being pushed as, you know, we've all got to become computer coders, things like this, and really important skills. I'm not understating that, but we mustn't forget how important the arts are and our heritage is to, to understanding ourselves and our communities. 
for me, that, that's where they really fit in. There are effectively 15 months before elections start cranking up. And within that short amount of time, you've had a number of priorities, three of them. And you just touched on a couple of them there. And the first one was funding, which has been achieved now. We, you know, you've done it. How difficult a job was that? How difficult a sell was that, particularly in the current climate when arts can be considered as an extra? Well, that, arts can be considered an extra, and that's one of the things I want to do. Is it's not an extra in my view; it's an essential for life. Um, and so, and for the uh, society, the arts are, are vital. So, for me, they're not an extra. Um, the funding, thankfully, had been there. I actually came in at that point where the funding was decided. Sorry, the funding for the sector as a whole was decided um, through the government plan, and the is almost a million pounds. It's 963,000 pounds of extra funding had been agreed for the government plan. So my job was then to, to allocate it between the four main arm's length organizations of Art House Jersey, Jersey Opera House, Art, Jersey Art Center and Jersey Heritage. And unfortunately it wasn't possible because Heritage does need so much money. Um, the, the one point, the one million pounds or just shy of one million pounds that we had could all have gone to heritage and it wouldn't have been enough if you know what I mean. But, so I wasn't able to, to provide them with all their funding, but I was delighted to be able to provide um, the other three organizations with 100% of their funding requirements that they asked for. And I was really pleased to be able to do that and be proud of that because it gives them a wonderful foundation. Because another priority of yours is helping physical venues to get back on their feet with audiences in the room which must be just an almost impossible task to think that we can completely turn that around in less than a year and a half well hopefully and yes I mean things like vaccines will matter as far as that's concerned but I'm um, yes I you know we've got the opera house which is a wonderful venue um and it's sitting idle it's exactly the same with the art center the art center um you know they were doing brilliantly at the end of the summer, in the summer, and at the end of the summer, in getting some audiences in. And I was really pleased to see them doing that. And they should be proud of having done that because that was a big step. Of course, they then had to close down again, which is a shame. And 2021, uh, 2021 we're going to be you know, working with them to try and try and help them open up again because it, it is vital. There's, arts doesn't have to take place in buildings, but some arts do. And certainly during winter months, buildings are preferable to... Uh, outdoors and um and so yes we do need to work with those two organizations in particular and finally uh, another focus that you've talked to me about prior to this uh, conversation today is the question what do we want from the arts in jersey and it's a tricky one isn't it i mean who is that question for and how do we go about getting an answer it's a really it's a really good question um i i think what one well, of the first place you have to start is that art is for everyone that's really I think a really important starting point. It's often arts are, you know, accused of being elitist. Um, and there are many places around the world where that, that accusation has flown. Arts mustn't be elitist, but I think it is also right for us to have access to elite art, if you understand what I mean. I, th I think that is really important. Um, but at the same time, for me, I want everybody in Jersey to be able to take part in arts and to feel that their kind of heritage and their culture also reflect in their art. So for me, it's also really important that we reach out to um, minority language communities in Jersey to, to ensure that there, is a, there are programs which engage them. And, and also, I mean, another part of what I, I have under my remit is Gerier. 
which is really important. We have some fantastic artists, particularly in music, with regard to Gerrier. And, you know, that's such a vital part of our heritage. It's part of our identity. And I, I, I personally think that Gerrier can cut through all the languages, English, Polish, Portuguese, French, whatever, and, and can play a role as a binding role for the whole, um, the whole community. Um, so that accessibility is really important. I just must touch on as well as the art strategy, which part of the funding for this year is for the art strategy. And that's going to be coming out kind of mid-year. I imagine it's been delayed a little by the pandemic. But that will also create a roadmap for how we can develop the arts go, going forward and try to bring out elements like how, how people can work in the art economy, in the culture economy, um, as well as how best to use our infrastructure, the art centre, the opera house and, and others. Um, do we need, um, do, some people have been saying we need a cultural hub. I can see the argument for that. Um, so those sorts of questions will hopefully come out through the art strategy. Talk to me then about a cultural hub. That's always a lively conversation, isn't it? What would a cultural hub look like? What are people asking for and, and where could it be? What would it be? It's a good question. I'll tell you what it can't be. It can't be a boring piece of architecture. If you're going to have a cultural hub, I think you've got to have a very exciting piece of architecture that it lives within. Um, and so in, in Part of this has come about because we've got the art strategy and also there's the um, States of Jersey Development Company with their southwest of town master plan and, their, um, and the waterfront. And so I think people see a space where on the waterfront where you could have a cultural hub. For, for me, um, and this is my understanding, a cultural hub is somewhere where you, you're able to bring lots of different um, disciplines and skills together so it's not just for the visual arts it's not just for the performing arts or for music etc it, it's a place where people can come to engage in a wide range of different arts and cultural um, matters and also has things like workshops where you can see where artists can go where they can be supported by other artists um, possibly retail outlets which also help you know kind of sell those sell the work that they produce and so it's I don't like this word at all. In a sense, I guess it's a, a zone, an area where you, you can go there knowing that you can partake in or enjoy a wide variety of arts. But I, there are some people calling for that. I genuinely don't know if that's the right way forward because it, it may well be. But I also know that we've got these two excellent venues, the Art Centre and the Opera House, which also can play a role in that. You talked uh, just a moment ago about accessibility and inclusion and sort of lesser spoken language groups within the island. But of course, inclusion is about age as well, isn't it? It's about engaging young people in the arts and also providing uh, artistic content or arts content to older people in our community. It must be a difficult time for those in government at the moment to feel as though they're adequately reaching the older people in our community who might ordinarily have a little more access to, um, to content, to, to music, to being together. Is that a worry for you? Yes, it is. In the same way, I, I think this pandemic has actually forced us to focus on the young and the old. Um, we know that, you know, from the perspective of the illness itself, it affects older people more than younger people. So there's there's a fear amongst a lot of older people that I know. Um, there are people who have been in care homes, not able to have visitors, not able to have their family visit. Um, and so, again, this is part of the healing process, in my view, of from this pandemic, 
is that arts and culture, we need to have them reach out to older people. So again, they can feel part of a community, um, a lot more than just entertainment, that they can feel that there, there is meaning um, again to, to, what to where they live um, and that they are part of Jersey society. We need to bring them back in because for the past year, anyone aged over 70 is likely to have felt excluded. And that, that can't be allowed to go on. Culture and arts have a huge role to play in that. Um, one thing that's, that, and I, I don't think this, sorry, I don't know whether this is brought about by the pandemic, but one thing in the um, Arts House Jersey program, which stood out for me was the Memory Box program, or the Memory Box project, which is again, aimed at, at older people in the main. And, um, and it's just one example of how, when we think, freely about the arts and don't just think about it as old masters on museum museum walls is that the arts really can help in all sorts of areas um, and so that well-being aspect is, is vital is really important mm. you spoke a few minutes ago about how arts can sometimes be viewed as elitist and sometimes the arts aren't the best at talking about the arts <laughs> or knowing how to do that in, a, in an inclusive way. Do you think Jersey as a society recognises the value of arts enough, in particular in sort of understanding how it can feed into the economy and that, you know, jobs for young people are viable when they come from a creative place? In, in short, I don't think we do. That is not to say that there aren't people who think that and understand that. There are plenty. But as a whole, and, and this is where I think uh, kind of when I, I spoke about you know, in my 20s, I felt that the arts was essentially being left to left by government to fend for itself and find private sponsorship. Um, I don't think we've ever really acknowledged that the arts is an economic, are an economic opportunity in themselves. Um, they can create career paths and they, they can stimulate um, all sorts of things. They can st stimulate technological um, innovation and that can come from art and technological innovation can itself feed into the arts we see more and more digital um, artistry being accepted by the mainstream and so there's there's a I think Jersey hasn't been the best at supporting the arts over the past few years things like the state assembly's decision for the one percent funding are, are really important because they now commit the government of the island to supporting the arts and as a result of that, I think we'll see more people understanding how important they are to, to society as a whole and to individuals' futures. I think, you know, one thing that always upsets me, and sadly I've had some friends who have said this, is, oh, I'm happy to pay for my kids to go to university to study financial services or business or something like this, but they're not going to university if they want to study music or art. And that really upsets me because... There's so much that you can, um, there's so much economic value that can be derived from a degree in art. And I know people who are running businesses now who got their degrees in art or illustration or other, other similar subjects. Today, they're running businesses um, related to the arts often in some way, shape or form. It's very old school, isn't it? Get a proper job. Yeah, exactly. And I, I really hope we can change that because, because we're selling ourselves short and we're selling... Um, people short if, if we deny them that opportunity. Just finally then, you were quoted by Deputy Monvertadier uh, when talking about how art can help us 
understand each other better. For those who might be listening who aren't necessarily tuned into the States, could you just tell us a little bit about what you were trying to get across there? Yeah, it was the, the idea that art is about seeing the world through other people's eyes. I, I think that's one of the most fundamental parts of, of art and culture in, in, its, in its widest form. And it's through seeing the world through other people's eyes that we don't just learn to empathise with those people, but we learn to experience um, the things that they've experienced. And we learn about ourselves as well. Um, there's so much that you get from appreciating art understanding how that person is feeling that artist is feeling or has been thinking and then reflecting on yourself and for me that that's really the basis of my enjoyment in art and I, I think that's the basis of why art ultimately is so important to society is because it helps us understand others and ourselves. <laughs> 